Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. I want you to uh, turn in your Bible. Uh, Let's get into the Word, my main message today. Uh... Let's go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Matthew 28, verse number 18. Jesus came and spoke to the disciples and those gathered with him and said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I'm not going to be preaching on authority today. Therefore, go and make disciples. I'm not going to be preaching on discipleism. Or discipleship, I guess is the word. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. I'm not going to be talking about baptizing. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you today about who is the Holy Spirit. Last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday, and we talked about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and so forth. But it seemed good to me and to the, and to the Holy Ghost in me to, to go back and talk about just who are we talking about? Just who is the Holy Spirit? Who is He? What place should He have in our lives? Now, according to our statement of faith, which is based on the scriptures, some of the scriptures we're going to read today, we believe in the Trinity, the doctrine of the Trinity. And it says there is one God who is the creator of all things and is infinitely perfect and eternally existent. That means existed before time was, eternally existed, existent in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, the doctrine of the Trinity is sometimes difficult to wrap your natural mind around, to use a popular expression that's probably outdated, but uh, I am too probably, but how how do you understand one God but three persons? Well, you can, you, you can't really fully understand it. But it's borne witness to all through the Bible. We don't have three gods. It's not God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost as three separate gods. It is God the Father. It is God the Son. It is God the Holy Spirit. But they're one. They're so much in union and in unity that they eternally exist as one and yet they're, they're three persons. There's God the Father. He's sitting on the throne. He has a form. And there's the Lord Jesus Christ. And he has a human body that's been raised up and glorified. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. We have the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have a regular, ordinary body. And so the Holy Spirit is a little different and a little harder for us to 
have a proper understanding of because we can envision somewhat the Father. We can more readily somewhat envision the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I'm sure all of our, our uh, guesstimations of what he looks like are, are not accurate, but uh, we, at least we can, we can, uh, we can sort of, uh, you know, encapsulate that in an idea. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, it's a little harder to do, but the Holy Spirit is God. Go with me over to, uh, Matthew. You're in Matthew now. Go to the third chapter of Matthew, Matthew three. Glory to God. This is when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan. Hallelujah. Verse number 16, Matthew three sixteen, And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. That doesn't mean that the Spirit of God looked like a dove. It doesn't mean that he was in the shape of a dove. Though we often see a dove, you know, in religious representations, you know. It doesn't say that he looked, he descended like a dove descends. In other words, a dove descends gently. He descended He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Here you see a perfect picture of the Trinity. You see God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, coming up out of the water. You see God the Holy Spirit as must be a different individual. Must be a different thing. The Holy Spirit came like a dove does and and descended upon him. Jesus saw the Holy Spirit. And at that same time, a voice came from heaven and the Father spoke. So you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all converge at the same time and yet they are distinct from one another. Can you see that? Thank God for that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is a person. That is, that is a sometimes a difficult thing for believers to grasp. And sometimes because, uh, because p- when people become spirit-filled, they are more aware of the power of the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Holy Spirit, it's easy to begin to think of the Holy Spirit as sort of a feeling or of an influence. Well, the Holy Spirit does influence us and we do feel his presence. But I influence people too. But I'm more than an influence. I'm more than a feeling. I'm a person. So let's look at just a few scriptures. Not We don't look at a, a lot of scriptures, but just look at a few. Go with me to John 14, because I know it's a little late today, but we're not going to keep you. John 14, verse 16. Jesus said, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he, not it, 
that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it's, it, neither, it neither sees him, notice him, neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Him, 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 him. The Holy Spirit is a person, praise God. Go over to the 16th chapter. The same thing is is shown. Jesus is talking. Jesus would not have said what he did the way he said it if it was not true that the Holy Spirit is a person. John 16, and look at verse number 13. However, when he, it'd be good for you to underline the word he right there. Just be good for you to do it. Because as spirit-filled people, sometimes we, we lose track of the fact that he is a divine person. He is not just a feeling. He's not just an influence. He's not just a manifestation. He's not uh, goosebumps. He's not, he's not, he's a person. Amen. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears He will speak and he will tell you things to come. Oh, glory to God. Thank God for the work that the Holy Spirit brings into our life. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. How could Jesus have possibly spoken verse number seven if the Holy Spirit was nothing more than an influence, no matter how wonderful No matter how great an influence or power the Holy Spirit was, if he was just a power that would come into life or an influence, how could he possibly have said verse number seven? He said in verse seven, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. You see, to the disciples, Jesus was everything in their world. They had forsaken everything they had. They had forsaken their lives. They had forsaken their callings in the natural realm. They had forsaken everything to follow Jesus and had given up a lot. And they threw their, their weight in with Jesus and he was their Lord. He had become their everything. No matter what they needed, Jesus was their answer. They needed, Lord, teach us to pray. He taught them to pray. Lord, we don't know what to do. The people have no food. He showed them how to break the bread and and feed the multitudes. But they're coming for our tax money. What are we going to do? He knew exactly what to do. They came to him in every situation in life. And Peter was sinking beneath the, the waves the Sea of Galilee, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus reached down, took him by the hand, pulled him up. It's hard for us to imagine how smitten they were, if you want to use that phrase, how completely in awe they were of the Lord Jesus. And his his authority, his uh, stature as God, God, yet in the flesh, a man. 
doing things no one had ever done, saying things no one had ever said, just just living life on a on a level that was in there's no other way to describe it but super supernatural. And then he said, "It's actually better." He before this in the 14th chapter, he said, "I've said that I'm." Well, I think it's in the 16th chapter. I, I believe it is. Let me. I close my Bible. Let me go ahead and open that up. 16th chapter. Let me see. Is that where he said, you, "Your sorrow has filled your heart"? Yeah. Yeah, just before verse seven. He said, verse number five, now I go away to him who sent me. Verse number six, because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. They were were sorrowful. He said, I'm leaving. Oh, no. What do you mean you're leaving? We depend on you for it. What are we gonna do if you leave? He said, actually, He said, it is better for you that I leave than I stay here. Because if I stay here, the helper that I'm going to send cannot come. He said, it's more beneficial for you for the helper to come than to even have me stay here with you. He was not talking about a mere influence. He was not just talking about some kind of feeling. He was talking about a divine person. Glory to God. And I'm gonna, we're running out of time, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shorten this and, and dismiss in just a minute. I'll get way ahead of myself. In, in chapter 14, go back over there and look at it. He said, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. He didn't, say he'll, he didn't just say he'll give you a helper. He said he will give you another helper that he will abide with you forever. See, Jesus had to go away. But he said, this helper that I'm sending in my place, he's not going away. He's gonna stay with you. And in the 16th chapter, he said, it's better for you to have that helper than to have me. Amen. And... And he said something interesting when he said, I'm going to send you, if I go away, he said, I'm going to send you, I will pray the Father rather, and he he will give you another helper. Now, I know I've brought this out before, and some of you have been around here a longer time. You've heard me talk about this, but it's so critically important. The word another, there are two Greek words in the New Testament that are translated another. Two Greek words, that both are translated to the English into the English as another. But one word means another of a different kind. Remember when Paul in Galatians, he said, you know, you, you, you might receive another gospel. That, that's, a, that's a gospel of a different kind. And that's what, that's what some of them were, were falling pray to. They were receiving a different gospel. It's, it's the word another in the Greek, but it means another but in a different kind of other. The other Greek word that's used here means another of the same sort. A duplicate. Another of the same kind. Someone else just like me. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper just like me, another of as the same sort 
as me, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. See, the Holy Spirit was with them in the person of the Lord Jesus because the Lord Jesus had the spirit. And all that he did and all the miracles that he performed and all the answers he was able to give and all the deliverance he brought and every time he rescued the disciples, every time they had a need and he supplied it, he wasn't supplying it in his own power. He was supplying it in the power of this helper. It was this helper in him. They looked to him as their helper. He said, no, I'm gonna send another like me. He's already with you. He's gonna be in you, praise God. Oh, glory to God. He said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit came as the personal representative, the personal replacement for the Lord Jesus Christ in our walk here in the earth. Not replacement in the sense that that he's our savior and Jesus isn't, but as far as our helper as far as the one who helps us, the one who, who cares for us and, and answers our questions and meets our needs and supplies the grace we need and supplies the power when we need it. He said, just the same way I was the helper all of these three and a half years in your life, there's, there's another one coming to you. He's, gonna, he's with you now and he's gonna be in you and he's going to be the, the helper that I am. Glory to God. Only the difference is he's gonna be with you forever. You're never going to have to experience this parting again. Oh, glory to God. We have a helper. Hallelujah. We have the one that's been called to take our part. That's what the word helper means. It means one who who takes part with somebody. We're not in this on our own. I said we're not in this on our own. Glory to God. We're not facing life on our own. We're facing life with someone on the inside. Someone. Now, listen, learn, learn to respect the Holy Spirit. Learn to respect him as a person. Learn to do more than just look for a feeling of guidance. Look for more than just an influence. Begin to think of him as a divine person person. He is God, the Holy Spirit. He's God, the Holy Spirit. And he lives in you. Oh, glory to God. We're all indwelt. We're indwelt. We're not indwelt by the Father. We're not indwelt by Jesus. We're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And he comes and brings us all of the provision of the Father, all of the provision of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just need, we, need to, we need to align ourselves with right thinking, thinking right about the Holy Spirit. Amen.
At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.